All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. I mean, you have to have a good costume. You gotta do like at least a little something. You can't just show up in a Lando Calrissian t-shirt. You need to like give right. an extra 5%, which is doable. I've actually got like a, a Lycra Spider-Man costume around here somewhere. So you would just show up in a Spider-Man costume? I wouldn't do the mask. I would probably... It's still pretty intense. Yeah. You're like, I got to do a little something. Maybe just throw on my Spider-Man <laughs> costume. I like your Spider-Man costume. Okay, but where else am I going to wear it? Like, if not yeah. if not there... Right. That's the acceptable place where you're not going to get any looks. You, could almost you can kinda, walk by in a Lycra Spider-Man costume and nobody's going to double take. You could Peter Parker it a bit, maybe. Maybe that's the key. Sure, so put the costume on and then like... And then just kind of have like a button-up t-shirt or like yeah, a sweater. But I guess, but then I can just wear a Spider-Man t-shirt. Like, I feel like that was the cool... That's the cop-out. Halloween costume a couple of years ago. People got like a Superman t-shirt and then they just like wear a wear button a up over it. Did oh. you do that? No, but I remember being at a Halloween party where two or three people had done that. Had been Clark Kent. And they all thought they were clever. Right. Yeah. And it was clever the first time somebody did it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but I have total, I'll be the judge of that. Total resentment of it. <laughs> Those pieces of shit. How are you? How's your week? Uh, good. Week's yeah. good. Um, are you finding it long? Because I'm finding it to be stressfully long. Really? This week. Good Lord. No, I ended up having the Friday off last week because I was kind of like, had my arm twisted to golf. And then, and <laughs> yeah. then uh, they were like, please golf. And I was like, work okay. was like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then work this week reminded me that I signed up for this fundraiser thing like months ago mm -hmm. for the Children's Wish Foundation. And I'm on the team. So it's a golf thing again. So it's a golf thing. No, no, it's not a golf thing. It's a, it's like a run around town doing silly activities thing. What sort of silly activities? I'm not exactly sure. I know there's going to be like, like for instance, one of the stops is like musical chairs. Oh, so it's a day of that. All right. And it ends at like three 30 and that's tomorrow. No, on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Well, I wish you the best of luck. Thanks again. I'm like, I should probably be at work, but Everyone's like, no, the team needs you. Like, we're actually screwed if we don't have 10 people. So I've been finding okay. it really hard to, like, find things to talk about on the air. Yeah. And so often I have to really marginalize my urge to just do topics I would save for the show show. Yeah. So, like, there's a big part of me that just wants to fill the empty spaces with, like, pop cultural things. But mm -hmm. we're not, like, a pop culture station. Right. I can't just, like, talk about movie news in every single break. Sure. But if I could, I could fill a proper radio show with those things. Because right. there's always, like, entertainment Instead, news. you need to think of things like, what is your craziest cleaning mishap? That has ever yes, happened. Yes, like there's so much stories of that. Of, yeah. of that. Yeah. What social convention do you not really enjoy? Right. What do you wish would just go away? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you get some lady on her second glass of Chardonnay who's like, "Can't we just be more positive?" Yeah. <laughs> no, because people love to bitch on Facebook. You're currently bitching on Facebook did about you, how I'm bitching too much. Did you hear Bill Burr on uh, Bill Simmons? Because he had a great bit about stuff like that. People say like. What's the thing you hate the most? Mm -hmm. And someone's like, what's the one thing you will not tolerate? And someone's like, racism. <laughs> Another person's like, bullying. And like, he's like, all these people, like, racism? Like, what, are you going to tell me about a time that you didn't tolerate racism? Like, like I'm sure you d say you don't tolerate it, but. I bet you probably do. Yeah, you probably. That's kind of what racism is. That's yeah. kind of like the main problem with racism is right. that we all tolerate it. It's being tolerated. <laughs> I listened to most of that Bill Burr 
interview, uh, and then they started talking about sports. A lot and, of sports. Which is to be expected between those two bills. Yeah. Um, I lasted through the first sports juggernaut, and then when it came back, I was like, they're getting into the weeds because these are sports fellas. They were into the weeds for sure, but I, I was. it's funny because I was kind of wondering, and I guess you answered it. My question was, would this be entertaining to someone who wasn't as into sports? Because I didn't necessarily know the stories they were talking about. I right. kind of just was entertained by like their proximity growing up and... I don't have to know the sports necessarily, but if I recognize at least a couple of the names I can hang on sure. for dear life. Well, I didn't, for the most part, I didn't too, because a lot of it was like late eighties Patriots. Like I have no idea. That's what true. Was They're going both on Boston dudes. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. That they were just big time going back and forth about. Can you do a Bill Simmons impression? Uh, no. Have you ever heard cousin Sal's Bill Simmons impression? No. <laughs> it's like, uh, Hey, Sal, I got this good idea, and we're going to put a bunch of money on this. <laughs> there, there might be something in the voice there, in the tone, but the the long syllables don't really check out yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's that's the way he does his impression of him. I think my impression would be like, oh, God, I don't know. I'd have to have something lined up to say yeah. that he would definitely say. Becky and I have been playing Heads Up, the Ellen phone app. Yeah. And we want to really put each other on the spot with the accents and impressions deck. Oh, like, okay. Because that's like where you like have to get somebody to guess what accent you're doing or what, what impression you're doing. It's not that we're too embarrassed to do the voices in front of each other, but you go completely blank. When you see like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're like, uh, what would he say? Right. It's not that I can't do yeah. a shitty Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. I just don't know what he would say in Exa the moment. That's exactly right. Like the, trying to think of like a, a line that Bill Simmons would say. Right. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, like, it would take it would take me 15 seconds right. to come up Which with it. Which is why people love doing like Owen Wilson because it's just a built-in wow. Yeah. And it's probably like, I don't know if Christopher Walken has like a token thing people say, but like some of these obvious impressions that yeah. there's just like a built-in, uh, McConaughey is probably the best example. Sure. And it's just all right, all right, all right. That's right. how you like get into it. Do you know anything about his new movie, White Boy Rick? No, it looks okay. It looks okay. Yeah, he was on uh, Fallon last night. Uh, he's just a, such a charismatic person. Yeah. <laughs> he's fabulous. Definitely not stressed out on any show. He told this great story about how they just kind of plucked the, the young guy in the movie from obscurity. Like, he wasn't an actor. He looks like he's plucked from obscurity. Yeah. They just kind of pulled him and, like, he... He said, like, he was enjoying himself on the set, but he didn't have, like, so much reverence that we could be totally convinced he wasn't going to just bail on us one day. Oh, really? <laughs> Which was, like, a little nerve-wracking. Yeah. And I thought about that. Like, there are some people who just have an issue with authority. Like, you can have a contract and everything, and the studio can threaten to sue you, but two things. If you just get a guy from, like, Queens. Yeah. It's like, you're going to sue me? Like, Yeah. What? You can't get blood from a stone. What are you going to get? And there are yeah. some people that are just like, they don't care about the legal uh, aspect of, of however much trouble they might get in. If they decide they can't be told something, they'll just fuck off. Right. And you might have already sunk in like $50 million into this movie. Yeah. And so that guy that he was saying so much reverence that you weren't sure that he was just not going to show yeah, up Yeah, he said day. like he was, he, he, you could tell he found the whole... Hollywood thing cool and he he it was not lost on him that he was having like a special experience right but he didn't seem to be so into it that they could absolutely guarantee he'd be there every day was he like for sure an actor or mm -hmm. he was not an actor no they're having a hard time finding the right guy for the part really and they went to this high school and talked to the principal and the principal was like I know who you're looking for and they just pulled this kid whoa who's like kind of like 
kind of a shit disturber. Really? But not like a drama kid or whatever. No. So I find I'm interested in this guy's performance now. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. That makes it way more interesting than anything else. Without dwelling too long on a thing that most people are not in on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, how are you on Cherry? Are you wrapping up I'm, Cherry? No, not quite. I'm I'm on page, like, I'm in, like, the 170s right now. Like, okay. I've just every now and then picked away, like, 20 pages. I've pulled ahead a little bit then. I'm in, like, the 210s. Have okay. you Have you finished part three yet? No, still in uh Iraq. Okay. Then all I'll say is the first few chapters of part four are just like really tough. Really? It's just sad. It's, oh, it gets real wow. sad. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. But good yeah. book. Because uh, I, I got through the whole like, uh, I told Emily to watch this Penguin documentary. The Penguin documentary is so infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was sad. It was yeah. like, why would she say that she didn't like it? Like she's just so mean to him. Yeah. She really is. And he loves her so much, Yeah, but he's also not very respectful. She also puts ice cubes in his underwear and scene one to wake him up from like, <laughs> ODing. Yeah. they're shopping the, the rights around. Hey, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Although how well do you think it would translate? Cause so much of it is just an inner dialogue. It might, it would probably be totally different. Like it would, yeah. it would look totally different unless they had like, you know what? It's almost a little. Um, now this might be sacrilegious to say it, but it's almost a little Forrest Gump 2.0. I I totally like you saying that. I I totally hear that. Yeah. yeah. Now Forrest Gump was a fairy tale. Forrest Gump was a fairy tale. And this and is it, super and it, surreal. And it spanned over the course of like five decades. Yeah, it too seemed. much. Like, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not quite the same, but it it kind of like really shows a moment in time. Well, it shows a moment in time. It really speaks to what America is. They're yeah. both books about that. Right. Uh, and him kind of lifting the veil on like, like Forrest Gump was probably like, here's all the greatness in America. And I would say that, here, well, here's all the greatness with shades of the right. darkness. And I would say there's a lot more of a focus on the darkness in every scene. This is so, but there are, I'm discovering more parallels just now that I think about this. Both are told from the first person of a of a protagonist who's not very bright mm-hmm. but really sees the world as it is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have a lot of bitterness towards the world that kind of does him badly. Right. Like that kind of, the the universe kind of treats him really badly yep. and he kind of just takes it in stride and kind of goes along with it. Yeah. And the only thing that really riles him up is when something isn't going great with the woman he loves who also doesn't respect him. Right. And but, that's both Forrest and Cherry. But you also get get scenes in cherry where he'll say like and i was having a shitty day and this was happening and america just shot your dog so what the fuck right. <laughs> and that's how it ends yeah because a soldier shot a dog that he liked and, and i was pissed because i like dogs yeah yeah, yeah exactly. it's weirdly relatable yeah it's so real i i love it yeah me too i'm really liking it and yeah. after after this i want to do such a deep dive on Nico Walker. And, I was reading a little bit the other day. Like yeah. I saw some pictures of him like pre-incarceration. I was wrong, I think, when I said that he had like been serving for more than 10 years already. Right. He went to jail in 2013. Okay. He is serving an 11-year sentence, but he's expected to get out for good behavior by 2020. Right. And I can't imagine why he wouldn't because like he's not really a bad person. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he got out a little bit earlier. Because he's getting famous? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like it would make sense? Like, you know, this guy's kind of turned his life around. And also, doesn't the jail have something to to gain by releasing this guy earlier? Maybe the jail doesn't. Like promoting that they've rehabilitated somebody? Maybe. 
I don't know. That wasn't a fully formed thought. But right. don't you just think that that yeah, maybe it maybe it proves rehabilitation. Maybe it also kind of puts them on the map because this guy gets to do a book tour after know, coming out of this jail. It, assuming the character in the book is largely him and it's definitely got a huge element of autobiography, but that the amount is kind of a question mark. Assuming he's very much the character in the book. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he's going to get a, like a big head about having gotten famous and successful. Right. Like it seems to me like this guy would be like, and then my book got really famous, but I was still right. doing lots of smack. It literally seems like every single thing in the book is 100% oh, about yeah. him. It totally like, there's feels. No, there's no way that even the story about like the dog getting shot and it, like, I don't think he cooked much of that up. The specifics about like body parts in, uh, in war and stuff. He says like all I was doing was kicking indoors. It wasn't really dangerous. Just a lot of door kicking. Yeah, probably kicked thousands of doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's very good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've definitely given that book a, a decent plug. Totally. <laughs> they have podcasts in prison. Go buy the book. <laughs> we've made a fan on the inside. Maybe that's a an idea for a podcast. Okay, we should cover popular culture and then prison culture. <laughs> We should go to like a prison door across Canada. So we should make a podcast that's like, that's targeted at inmates to catch them up on what they're missing. <laughs> well, that's not a bad idea Speak either. Speak to them in their language. Hey, you're listening to the Rehab Minute. Uh, here's what's <laughs> going on. And oh. uh, and then like at the end of everyone, we'd, we'd have like a mailbag. Yeah. Okay. And we could just like answer questions <laughs> from inmates. This one comes to us from 2Bit. <laughs> two bit. A throwback to last week. Yeah, it is. I didn't mean to do that, but the outsiders. I two bits like now in jail. I have to watch the outsiders. I think that's been coming up. Get a lot. it out of your system. Uh, okay, so we got a, a couple of TV things to go over. Uh, the the Creative Arts Emmys aired on mm-hmm. Sunday night. The Emmy Emmys don't air until Monday. Who hosted those? Do you know, was there a host? I'm not sure if there was a host. Okay, I've never it's watched them. Like I'm a... not even sure if they're properly televised. I don't think they are. They might be like streamed somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's just kind of like a banquet. What's interesting is actually there are lots of like significant categories at the Creative Arts Emmys. These are all the ones that they don't deem interesting enough to put on prime television. Right. Uh, but there's some good categories and some significant wins uh, that are, are are worth mentioning. So we'll just go through them really, really quickly. Uh, the Emmys evidently are uh, a place where they actually give out trophies for voiceover performance. This is something the Oscars hey, don't do. Hey, that's cool. And Alex Borstein won for Family Guy, <laughs> which is crazy. Is she still winning that? Awesome. Amazing. Uh, just really quick, after the podcast went up last week, it came out immediately after that the Academy, which is to say the Oscars, right. have decided to bench their popular film category that they had gotten so much flack over. <laughs> they bailed on it and will never bring it back. I mean, they said they're just going to postpone it while they try and like rework what the criteria is, but it won't okay. be happening this year. It seems to everybody that that just translates to, all right, everybody hated this so much. Yeah. It was just very disrespectful to everything. Yeah. If you're going to give an award, I guess, for the most successful movie, why don't you just let the box office do that? Well, yeah. It's going to be the number one movie. It just seems that the existence of the category is a concession prize to the popular film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of says it's less of a good movie yeah and it kind of it kind of excludes these like high octane like really top-notch quality oscar movies from maybe also having been successful like would it ever be that somebody could win both because right. in the past forrest gump for example or jaws or lord of the rings titanic would win both yeah 
Avatar even. Avatar, yeah. Did Avatar win Best Picture? I don't think it won Best Picture. What year was that nominated? I don't know, man. I think it, it Avatar and Hurt Locker were nominated against each other because I remember it was like divorcees right. facing Big, off. Bigelow and, and They Cameron. each won one, I believe. I think she might have won Director. Maybe you're right, which is the one they would have won. He probably. might have won Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna, this is kind of all over the place, so I'm going to try to go through this as quickly as possible. Okay. Um, the first female uh, stunt performer to ever win an Emmy was with Glow. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. Uh, okay, this is this is one of the big ones. Outstanding production design. A bunch of Emmys went to Jesus Christ Superstar, the the live okay. NBC production, right. which is where uh, we finally conclude that John Legend is an EGOT champion. EGOT winner. He he didn't win it for acting. He might still yet. That one comes up next week. Right. But for producing the show alongside Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber, the three of them were just missing Emmy, and now they're all uh, EGOT champions. Did he tweet anything about having an EGOT? Uh, Chrissy Teigen tweeted a really funny video of him making EGOT pancakes the next morning. <laughs> he was just making pancakes, but he's like, I'm making EGOT pancakes. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. And uh, talented guy. Uh, awards go to the Marvelous Miss Maisel, The Crown. Marvelous Miss Maisel and The Crown and Handmaid's Tale are going to win everything next week. It's going to be annoying. Like- uh, Gianni Versace, Queer Eye won, which is kind of cool. Sure, it won for casting for a reality program. I actually think that's really astute. Yeah, the 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 hiring of those particular four or five guys mm-hmm. was really impeccable. Man, chemistry sensing. I saw Pete Davidson get like outfitted by one of the Queer Eye guys. Yeah, and I gotta say, he was like, although it was very entertaining, I had no idea what the hell he was telling Pete Holmes to do. Like that, it was the <laughs> the fashion was out of control. Yeah, really? Yeah. Like, I remember him like catching it, on that Pete likes bright colors, and so we put him in bright colors. Maybe it was like too high fashion, but it was like, oh, this is very like... I sometimes think that's the case a little bit. I sometimes think on that show, they take these really dumpy guys and they they're put... They're flexing their high fat. Like, they like, put dude. them in, in like really bright socks and like capri pants and like a funny yeah. hat. And I'm like, they're totally. not going to wear that. They're going to look you're like, like an asshole. You're like, you know what he needs is a fucking black sweater and some dark jeans that fit. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, you're right. Throw but some it, shoes on. That show good. is popular because of the life advice, like the life coaching they yeah, get. You mentioned that, that. That's really what makes it very, very good. To stray for a second, uh, just while we're on the Pete Davidson slash Ariana Grande. Totally. Last week was Mac Miller died. Mac Miller died. That was shocking, eh? Mm-hmm. It's really sad because like she really immediately was accused by trolls on Twitter oh of my like God. killing him. How brutal is that? Like, oh, just, she must have, he must have OD'd because of her. People like, say the most heinous stuff yeah. and, and they don't even believe it. They just, they just no. want to get a rise. They're definitely not thinking about the effect that. No, it, they want the effect. They want to have done something. They want to have made yeah, an impact. Maybe that's true. And also like she didn't have to make a statement. And like she all, did. All eh? the, well, she didn't make a statement. She she yeah. made an Instagram post with no words. It was just like a nice picture of him. And that yeah. was like a tribute. And that's fine. She didn't have to do that. Did Pete Davidson like it? Or he get yeah, all jealous? Probably. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, probably. But like, I all the articles are just, uh, even the tasteful ones, supposedly tasteful ones from like the Hollywood Reporter are like, Mac Miller died. And then the first line is... That, he, that he was Ariana X. Grande's yeah. ex. And then, like, Ariana Grande has yet to make a comment. She doesn't have to make a comment. She yeah. doesn't owe you that. She doesn't owe the world that. Right. I've decided, have I told you that I think the Pete and Ariana thing is a complete fabrication? Whoa. No, you had. No, this is a real conspiracy take by you. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's the genuine conspiracy theory, and I really believe it. I don't think it's a little bit real. Whoa. And I'm starting to think that happens more and more. I think it happens with Taylor Swift, too. Oh, that I believe. Ariana Grande is huge. It would happen well, with I know the top she, I know she's huge, but Pete Davidson, I don't that's think the they're point. on the same level. That's the point. I think, I think that the best way they could get her name on, or her picture on the cover of magazines for weeks leading up to Sweetener coming out a couple of weeks ago yeah. was to, to create a new uh, celebrity relationship for her and one that was confusing. One right. that was confounding and people would be fascinated by it. And they went to Pete and they said, we'll pay a million bucks to pretend to be Ariana's fiance for six months. Right. And he said, okay. Right. And it's going to be really good for your image too. Yeah. I think that shit happens. And I think gotta, they might be buddies. I don't think that that's impossible. And you got to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. We'll pay you two million bucks to get tattoos. Yeah. Because you clearly are addicted to tattoos. Yes. I don't know. That's a super hot take. Uh, yeah, I get it. A very hot take. I know it but is. But you're so you're so uh, uh, forthright in your belief. Well, you're there's so... another part of me that thinks it's really cynical to feel that way. Because well, no, it's objectively super cynical to feel that way. But like <laughs> it, that, it's impossible that like a beautiful girl like Ariana Grande could get with Pete Davidson. It's not even that. It's just it 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 doesn't happen. I just don't. I don't. I don't see how it happens. But like they <laughs> had that is super cynical. Yeah. Like they had met. They, you know, she's yeah. got, she get have her pick of guys. It's not like Mac Miller was a real, like Denzel Washington. No. And I think that's another reason they had to pick Pete Davidson. They had to pick a guy. Like that, something like, realistic. She's fits, gorgeous. Fits her type though. Okay. Pete, man. <laughs> get like a dirt baggy white boy with big buggy eyes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. See if people love it. I think that's what it is. Wow. I, it also could just be like a uh, a Joaquin Phoenix situation, <laughs> just like making some kind of high concept art. That's also very deep. I don't actually there's, think that there's a documentary, but that would be filmed. awesome. And I wish more shit like that happened. You remember how weird that was when Joaquin Phoenix pretended to be insane? Yeah, and people were <laughs> starting to catch on though. That do you remember that? They part? were. Like, they were. Oh, apparently this is a project that he's working on with. But them. the pinnacle, the best moment was John Letterman. Yeah. And, like, there was still no, like, trail of breadcrumbs. It was just confounding. Right. And and Letterman was just tearing on him. Yeah. And the, the, the other highlight was the interview after that with Letterman. That's when right. When he went back on. Yeah. And he was like, man, you were really uh, hitting them out of the park that night. And Letterman <laughs> said, well, you were pitching me lob balls. Yeah. Like, it was super easy. He's gotten quite thin to play the Joker, Joaquin Phoenix. David Letterman? Yeah. For, for the Todd, uh, Todd version. Phillips. Todd Phillips. Version. It is Todd Phillips, isn't it? It is. The Hangover's yeah. Todd Phillips. Yep. Oh, boy. That's where he's going with it. That's going to be kind of wild. Uh, I'm not sure there's a whole lot of other really significant Emmys uh, to mention. It seems to me I'm forgetting something I wanted to bring up, but... Uh, like, like the crown and game of thrones uh, gianni versace these are all things that won emmys already and they're going to win more gianni versace i don't know if it needs any emmys no i know but it just seems like they have to give emmys to everything that ryan murphy's name is yeah. on yeah and what i don't want it? that darren chris to win i don't like that guy yeah he run, rubs me the wrong way mhm just not really a fan i wanted to talk a little bit about um the egot some more uh which is this enormous distinction mhm uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. 
Yeah, as if we needed four trophies to know that John Legend is talented. Right. He is the first black man to ever be an EGOT champion. Seriously? First one. He's also the young... It's like Quincy Jones doesn't have one. He's not. Uh, hmm. John Legend is also the youngest EGOT champion of all time. Unless oh, wow. you include uh, daytime Emmys, uh, in which case uh, this guy named, I, I think, like Robert Sanchez has a daytime Emmy. He's a daytime Emmy, a daytime Oscar, a daytime Grammy, <laughs> a daytime Tony. And by that particular uh, little um, clarification, I think Whoopi Goldberg doesn't technically have uh, the full EGOT either. Like people, it, I, I think the idea is like the purest EGOT. Because she's got a daytime Emmy. She has a daytime Emmy. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. So I've, I've got a list of, of a bunch of artists mm-hmm. who do not yet have an EGOT, but are close, okay. are at three out of four. And I think some of them you'll find are uh, surprising to learn they don't have the EGOT. Some of them are really close and you think it's going to happen. They're nail biters. Others are like never in a million years going to happen. All right. Let's just go through a bunch of those. Uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda is kind of the most talked about EGOT figure in the last couple of years because he like skyrocketed to success and fame Mm -hmm. and he's just lacking an Oscar. Uh Now, if he were to win an Oscar in March, I don't know how that would happen unless he somehow won an acting award for Mary Poppins. But he could have won an Oscar for Moana. Yep, but he didn't. He He lost to La La Land. Oh, okay. Robbed. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, Moana was probably better music than yeah. La La Land. You think, I think Moana will probably live on yeah, me longer. Too. You know, like people aren't talking about... Which I really wouldn't have expected. La La I really thought La La Land was like in, in the canon now. No. We we had uh, in Edmonton a couple weeks ago, there was a karaoke night and the bride and groom sang You're Welcome and everyone was singing along and it was like... They're just great yeah, songs. You know, it's yeah. Moana. Uh, if he were to win an Oscar in March, which isn't going to happen, mm-hmm. if he did... He would usurp John Legend's uh, title of youngest ever winner. How old is he? They're both 39. Or he'll be 39 in January or something. James Earl Jones uh, has three Emmys, one Grammy, two Tonys, and needs an Oscar. Now, he has uh, an honorary Oscar. He needs a competitive Oscar. Right. Um, Elton John, five Grammys, one Oscar, one Tony, needs an Emmy. Could happen. Yeah, 100%. He needs to do like a season of Will and Grace and he'll lock it up. Or they could do an NBC Live of the Lion King. Sure. And he oh, could produce yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Done. Like, that's very doable. Done. Uh, this one's very, this one is one of those that's like, oh, that's going to happen. Can I just say that Elton John is entirely in charge of his own EGOT destiny? Because yeah, you'll find about a lot of these people. Literally, all he has to do is call up NBC and say, hey, I want to do that. That's what you're going to find and about I'm a lot of people away. on this yeah. list. That any a lot of these artists could get egots in the next two years if they really were pursuing it. Right, Cher is one of them. Uh, she has an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar. She needs a Tony. Right, that could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Pacino. This is kind of interesting. He has two Emmys. He has an Oscar. He has two Tonys. He needs a Grammy. <laughs> yeah, that one's a bit rough. It's tough unless he were to like narrate his own biography. And uh-huh. win for like audiobook or something. You win Grammys for audiobooks? Yeah, they have Grammys for audiobooks. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. And like he would have a great read. He would. <laughs> of course he would. Yeah, I could see that happening. I just don't see him doing that work. Uh, this maybe, one's uh, this one's never going to happen. Is Cynthia Nixon, two Emmys, one Grammy, one Tony. She needs an Oscar. She's going to lose the governor race instead. All right. Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's actually doing better than you would have thought, right? She has a She has a Grammy? She has a Grammy, yeah. For what? I don't know. But it could be like a voicing thing. Right, okay. 
Martin Scorsese has three Emmys, one Grammy, one Oscar, needs a Tony. Okay. Could produce a stage show. Mm-hmm. Could happen. That one's kind of a a far cry. Might work. Maggie Smith, three Emmys, two Oscars. Two Oscars. Holy. Uh, she has a Tony. She needs a Grammy. That's never going to happen. Helen Mirren has four Emmys, one Oscar, one Tony, and needs a Grammy. Kind of a stretch. Again, she would have to voice like the... She needs a an, an Oscar? No, she needs Helen a... Mirren, I could see Helen Mirren like featuring on a Kendrick Lamar song or something. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you? She just opens it up. It's like one of those songs that opens up with like a voicemail. She delivers like a where monologue. It's like, Hello, Kendrick. <laughs> I just had a question for you. Uh, know that I love you. Like it's supposed to be his mom or something. Yeah. But it just ends up being this like... old white British lady. And then you just hear like... <laughs> King Kendrick. <laughs> and then he raps amazingly. <laughs> Seems like this one could probably happen, although she's getting up there. Julie Andrews, two Emmys, one competitive Grammy, and one Lifetime Achievement Grammy. She has an Oscar. She needs a Tony. Wait, Julie Andrews? Yeah. Okay. This is fun. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have five Emmys, one Grammy, four Tonys. They need an Oscar, which could happen if they were to make a Book of Mormon movie. Right. That's got to be just around the corner. Yeah, it's a rights thing with Broadway shows. It usually takes a good 10 years to kind of liberate them from their theatrical contracts. Gotcha. Because they probably have other... Wait. So the theatrical... The theaters don't want... Oh, they need to like sign on for a run for 10 years. The other thing is they don't, they don't want to blow their load on uh, like Broadway ticket sales. Like Book right. of Mormon opened, what, like five or six years ago? Yeah. They probably have been like nearing sold out ever since they opened. Yeah. And so until that show closes, they don't want to compromise their live sales for what they're going to get at Cineplex. Right. Uh, Kate Winslet has an Emmy, a Grammy, and an Oscar. She just needs a Tony. See, she could like... Oh, uh, she could walk she in could, there tomorrow. And she could just shut star in something yeah. in a theater. and The phone call away. Jessica we'll call Lang. these ones phone call away. Phone call away? Yeah. Uh, Jessica Lang has three Emmys, two Oscars, a Tony. She needs a Grammy. Who's Jessica Lang? Uh, that's Jessica Lang. <laughs> oh, She's like older. Jessica Lang. Yeah, Jessica Lang. Yeah. Steven Sondheim is crazy he doesn't have an EGOT. Right. Uh, he has eight Grammys. 12 competitive Tonys, that's amazing, and mm-hmm. a Lifetime Achievement Tony. So he has 13 Tonys. He uh, also has an Oscar. He needs an Emmy. Again, live TV production totally. of Sweeney Todd or something. Mm-hmm. These live pr- TV productions have really opened it up to EGOT winners. Yeah, probably. I admire the ones the most that need like a Tony or something. Yeah, except if you're like a renowned actor who has two Oscars, you can win a Tony just by stepping on the stage. Yeah. They want to give it to you because they want people That's to... True. Christopher Plummer has two Emmys, an Oscar, a Tony, and needs a Grammy. That's not going to happen. Christopher Plummer... Christopher Plummer's Christopher Plummer, yeah. He's Doc Brown, isn't he? No, that's Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Plummer. Right. I know Christopher Plummer. I'm an idiot. No, <laughs> you don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Lily Tomlin has six Emmys, a Grammy, uh, two Tonys. Uh, she needs an Oscar. That's a far cry. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, four Emmys, one Grammy, one Oscar. Uh, no, one Tony needs an Oscar. Isn't he dead? Nope. Dick Van Dyke, nope. You sure? Yeah. Okay. What He's about going to win that Oscar, What though. about Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd's not dead either, no. Uh, I just lost Because he keeps place. traveling back in the future. Uh, where are we here? Lily Tomlin, Dick Van Dyke. Cindy Lauper, uh, an Emmy, two Grammys, an Oscar. Uh, a Tony, she needs an Oscar, rather. Burt Bacharach needs a Tony. That could definitely happen. 
Randy Newman needs a Tony. That could definitely happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francis McDormand needs a Grammy. What does Randy Newman have? An, uh, he needs an Emmy? He has three Emmys. He needs a Tony. Uh, what does he have an Emmy for? I don't know. Huh. He probably like composes stuff, right? Yeah. Francis McDormand, Audrey McDonald needs an Oscar. That's not going to happen. Harry Belfontaine, Jeremy Irons needs a Grammy. That's not going to happen. Jeffrey Rush needs a Grammy. That's not going to happen. This is maybe the sh- most shocking one on the list. Barbara Streisand has five Emmys, eight competitive Grammys, and a Legend Award. She has two Oscars. She just needs a Tony. Right. Yeah. Barbara Streisand needs a Tony. The easiest phone call away. She only needs to dial four digits. Yeah. And she can get there. Liza Minnelli has an Emmy, an Oscar, four Tonys. She needs a Grammy. And that's it. Some of those are very doable. Definitely. Dream uh, big, guys. Matt Slaney you got winners. needs one of each. Just um, just a step away. Yeah. Just four awards away from an EGOT. <laughs> Yeah, but like that's that's not a bad like Twitter profile, uh, Twitter bio. You're right. Just four awards away from an ego. Also, pull the Tracy, Tracy Jordan and just try and make it happen with one project. You just have to create one uh, thing right. that's yeah. that's impactful enough to win all of those. To things. transcend four different yeah. award shows. Really, I think being a, a song and a song person is the best way to get the ego. Do we agree that the easiest one to get is? If you're musically inclined at all, is a Grammy? Yeah, yeah, it 100 percent is. It's more of a popularity. It's vote. so commercial. Yeah, like like then, the fact that like Walk the Moon, Shut Up and Dance won a Grammy. <laughs> oh my god, is ridiculous. <laughs> so when I, next time I'm at a bar and I hear that song come on, I'm gonna go Grammy <laughs> Award winning artist. Yeah, Walk the Moon, Walk the Moon, Shut Up and Dance did better at the Grammys than like Phantom Thread did at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That is how uh, you know. Walk the Moon is the uh, Paul Thomas Anderson of. No, because Paul Thomas Anderson. No, is, he's a he's, he's a famously loser. underappreciated. He's a total loser. Uh, have you heard about Norm Macdonald? I've heard of him. Yeah, so he's yes. got a new show starting on Friday. It's called Norm Macdonald Has a Show. Oh, on Netflix. Netflix talk show. Uh, Netflix talk shows famously don't do very well. Uh-huh. This show seems to be like a, an exact recreation of his long-running podcast. And YouTube series, the only major distinction would be that he has more of a studio audience now, but he has the same sidekick, the same silly little format. Who's his sidekick? I don't know. It's this guy. He, yeah. I guess he books at the comedy store or something. Okay. He's kind of a knob, but whatever. Yeah. It works. Um, so that show premieres on Friday. they got a bunch of good guests. Okay. Uh, Who are the guests? Like David Letterman is in there. I no, think Jerry I... Seinfeld is in there. David oh, okay. Spade. It's, yeah. It could be all right. But Norm Macdonald fucked up this week. Oh. And he gave an interview and he defended Roseanne and Louis C.K. And oh, so dude. Netflix sh- is the, like, what are you doing? The Tonight Show canceled him last night because he was supposed to go on and promote his really? new show. And like, Yikes. if you look back at like some of the things Norm Macdonald has said in the past, like on the one hand, sometimes he says stuff that's awesome. And other times he says like, I don't believe in science. Oh, really? You know, so like, I don't really know. He said about, that? Yeah, he said it to Larry King a couple years ago. He says he thinks like DNA is bullshit. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hot takes. No, this is all fact. From Norm MacDonald. No, I mean like hot takes from him. Yeah, so he. Saying like, like I they, don't believe they in They canceled DNA. his guest appearance on The Tonight Show, which I think yeah. is a little bit over the top. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't have defended Louis but, and Roseanne, but, but he didn't say anything a lot of people aren't saying. They didn't want to make the whole... Uh, president trump issue maybe again. that's what it is maybe they're yeah. sensitive yeah. they don't want to look like on the wrong they, side of the they fence they learned their lesson yeah that could be 
We haven't talked about Les Moonves. Not that there's a whole lot to say. What is, he got accused of sexual stuff? Yeah, abuse and just like being a toxic person right. over and over and over again. There were like six more at the end of last week, and then he stepped down on Sunday or Monday. Oh, so he's like after twenty some years, he's no longer the the head of CBS anymore. But he still maintains that it's not true. Chen Bot's still there. No, she's taken a leave. What? Yeah. She's not necessarily gone from the She's top. still hosting Big Brother? Probably. Okay. But that's not on right now, right? No, it is. It's like nearing the finale. Oh, that could be weird. Is she going to bail? I Well, she, I read today that she's taking a leave. I, I'm sure that you could find out. She must just be bound to like finish this, and then like she'll jump off the view. She's definitely not doing the talk, uh, the talk for right. a while. You're right. She's probably finishing the season uh, of Big Brother. I can't imagine. You can't get out of that just because your husband left his job. No. Uh, especially considering who her husband is. Right. Before that might have been all right. Yeah, she got the job. Have you ever seen the plastic surgery like transformation over the years of Julie Chen? Have we talked about this? No. They're like she's quite beautiful, astounding. Though. Really? Yeah. She no. She went from like totally different person. Like if really? you looked at a picture thirty years ago, she's but it's convincing. Entirely different. Because like like uh, she doesn't I, look like she's really. No, I mean the work. Yeah, the work is good work. Yeah. She was married to the head of CBS for a long ass time. So I think she could afford to do it or he was forcing her to do it. Right. Now with all this stuff, I'm kind of believing that he was forcing her to do it. Well, it is kind of interesting. Like you always want to know what the, what the good wife is going to say, you know, in these situations. Like, I mean, the, the worst way to handle it, it would seem would be like a Camille Cosby and just be like, that would never happen. (laughs) Goodbye. You just look like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, But on the other hand, it's not so bad if you want to like stay with your embattled husband whom you love, even though you find his behavior despicable. Yeah. I guess each situation is individual. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll find out. We'll find out the moon Chen situation next Uh, week. We mentioned last week that Jeffrey Owens was offered a part in the new Tyler Perry movie after his right. having been job shamed for working Trader Joe's. He took that part. He in took the, it. That was in the good. Tyler Perry movie. And totally he also smart. has a new guest role on NCIS New Orleans. <laughs> there you go. It's cleaning up. The Scott Bakula. Yeah. It's coming back. That's going to be fine. Then we're going to. But in like six months, you'll say Jeffrey Owens and I'll be like, who's that again? Right. Uh, Burt Reynolds died. Uh, yeah, that was big. Is that, that a big, big one? News. Does that affect you? No, it doesn't affect me at all. No? Not at all. It doesn't I just really know, affect me either. I just know that like in the, the Hollywood circles, I, I think the plus 30-year-old, maybe 35-year-old yeah. crowd was a lot more into what Burt Reynolds did. Yeah, some people were saying he was like the last true movie star, which it seems to me people reserve that title for an awful lot of different people. Yeah, once they die. Yeah, well, people say that about George Clooney yeah. or like Tom Cruise. But uh, yeah, I think I think um, he was really good at at kind of being a charismatic, funny action star. Yeah. So that's why people people kind of lump him in the same category as say Clooney. Right, but he was also able to laugh at himself a little bit, I think, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I think he was like a cool dude. Oh, he, he was, was definitely a, a cool dude who dude. I think like transformed into an asshole over the years. Oh, was he known for being a bit I, of an I asshole? I think like, yeah, by the time he was on um, Boogie Nights. I remember he, hearing about him being a diva on Boogie Nights, but that's really my best frame of reference for a good Bill Reynolds uh, performance. Right. And it was a great Bill Reynolds, Burt Reynolds performance. Yeah. What about, um, he was in uh, Without a Paddle? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I know that uh, Dak Shepard loves Burt Reynolds. Does he? Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Well, he stands for everything that Dak Shepard loves, which is like cool guy, cool guy driving fast cars, 
being funny. He is quite a hero to Dak Shepard for sure. And I waited for him to have some kind of comment on the podcast this week, which didn't really come. Oh, really? No, but uh, but yeah, like I, I just don't have a place for Burt Reynolds. But you know, no. in fact, there was a part of me that saw that he died and wondered, like, I wonder, if, I wonder if there's like, because I kind of thought maybe he was an asshole too, and yeah. I wondered if people would be like, oh, but he was an asshole. Did I tell? I told you about the Burt Cummings story. Yes, tell my, the people. My my friend messaged me saying. Matt, I'm so sorry for your loss <laughs> uh, from our friend Bert. Yeah. And I was like, Bert? Our friend Bert. And I was no like, Bert and Cummings died? So I immediately like searched because there's, the story was, I think he, he I think he was with me earlier in the night when I drunkenly met Burton Cummings, the lead singer of The Guess Who. Right. And in a hotel lobby or something. In, uh, in the Pedway of Casino Nova Scotia. Okay. Yeah, Tom Bedell met him in a hotel lobby. I think oh, that's okay. Thing. Yeah, cool. Anyway, he was absolutely hammer drunk, and so was I. So right. it was a good fit. Um, and security ended up escorting him away. But before he left, he gave me a hug and said, "All right, that's cool." And I was like, "I remember oh, that yeah, part of the story." And I was like, "Burton Cummings!" Like the whole time, I was just <laughs> freaking out about how he was Burton Cummings and how cool it was that I was meeting Burton Cummings. But, but being, your like, friend thought really it was Burt Reynolds. He totally like, like yeah. He didn't think at the time it was Burt Reynolds. I think he saw the name Burt Reynolds passed Just away. And he was like, confused. oh, no, Burt oh, Reynolds died. I see. And then messaged me. I was like, uh, what's my connection with Burt Reynolds again? <laughs> I was like, are you thinking of Burton Cummings? He was like, oh, my bad. Our friend Burt Reynolds yeah. passed away. Yeah. All right. I, I'm saving this one for last. Okay. This is the big one of the day. Are you caught up on the, the superhero news of the day? No. Okay. It's kind of crazy. Okay. Uh, half of it we can confirm. The other half is just conjecture. Okay. Conjecture is dope. If okay. It, if it's true, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Where, are we going to start with the truth or the conjecture? We'll start with the truth. Okay. okay so uh, top of the day, uh, Henry Cavill leaves Superman. Oh, okay. Quits the DC universe for whatever reason. Sure. They're probably going to focus a little bit more on Supergirl in those movies. Plus that entire franchise, uh, Wonder Woman notwithstanding, <laughs> is a dumpster fire. Yeah. And they haven't done anything right. Right. Um, and it's just been cursed, like, producerially, like, the Ben Affleck thing was probably a good decision to get him to write and direct the Batman, and then they took those jobs away from him, and they're like, by the way, you're still gonna have to star in this, and then he went away to rehab, so he's having personal struggles, so as soon as Henry Cavill left the series, so does Ben Affleck. Whoa. Suddenly, Batman v. Superman is blank v. blank. Right. We don't have either of those people anymore. Yeah. This is where the conjecture comes in. Guess... Who they're considering for Superman. I'll give you two guesses. Two guesses. That's and, and I should get it? Yeah. You've been on this podcast for 96 episodes. Michael B. Jordan? You got it. <laughs> yes. Which is dope. That's awesome. Yes, Michael B. And can you picture it? I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. For Batman, uh, John Hamm stuck his hand up. Oh my God, you're fucking kidding me. And the two of them as Superman and Batman, hypothetically, is a movie I want to see. Yeah. Yeah, I would go just for the actors. Are you kidding? And yeah. like, it's almost like, how did we not think of John Hamm as Bruce Wayne before? Yeah. That's perfect. He's super handsome and suave. He also could be like kind of surly and he can be dark as we saw in Baby Driver. Totally. He's uh, very masculine. Mm-hmm. He's like built. He'll fill out that suit. Well, we saw him play every part in Mad Men. Yeah. He can play every part. And he's done comedy. He's done. He is the ultimate actor. He should be an EGOT winner in 20 years. 
He's not going to be. <laughs> I think, okay, let's have a board bet. All right. 20 years from now, we're coming back here okay. and we're drinking a beer. Okay, we're going to listen beer. to episode 96 <laughs> of the Show Show podcast. All right. I'm going to be retired. Rich as hell. In 20 years? I'm going to own this neighborhood. God bless <laughs> I'm, you. I'm just joking. In 20 years? God bless you. <laughs> what a great goal. <laughs> <laughs> Become the landlord for the neighborhood. <laughs> Still my landlord. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Even though I own the house now, hey. you're going to own it then, and I'll be paying you rent. Maybe uh, tenant, tenant to you, but a landlord in your hearts. And with any luck, John Hamm will be here with all four of his trophies. Yeah. Oh, he'll be old. Yeah. He'll be like... Like 65, probably. 65. Yeah. He'll be 65. Not that old. Like That's fine. But I mean, 20 years from now, that's going to be really old. People are barely going to be living past 40. People are going to be dying younger in 20 years? Yeah. Why? The virus. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah, the virus. <laughs> So that'll be gotta good. Think about, gotta think about the virus. <laughs> he will be younger at 65 than, say, Andrew Lloyd Webber was this weekend when he won his EGOT. How old was that? Probably like 75 or 80, probably. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know either. We guessed about John Hamm's age, too. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Maybe they're the same age. Maybe John Hamm's already 65. Yeah. In which case, I don't know about the whole Dark Knight business. Right. Yeah, fair. Um... I think it's good. I think it's a hot take. I think if John Hamm wants it, he's going to get it. Right? It should yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Both of those there actors. There was some talk about like Jake Gyllenhaal playing Batman a little while no, back. He's screw a little too off. young. Like he's also he's going to be in the new Spider-Man movie, I think. Really? Yeah, he's he's, he's definitely working for Marvel now, so that's never going to happen. Yeah, I I just Let's stay away. We saw what happened with Ben Affleck. Let's give it to another Hollywood actor with like some, I don't know. I just feel like he's got He's got serious, he's got something about him. The other thing is, I think John Hamm just wants to make something fun. Whereas, yeah. like, Jay Chillenhall is an artiste. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like him. Yeah. John Hamm would, have you seen Tag? Yeah, I watched Tag. You weren't a fan? No, I liked it. I, I, was, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was pretty good. Did you hear the interesting Hannibal Burris theory? No. So, there's a theory that nobody has confirmed nor denied that Hannibal Burris isn't in the movie. What? That they finished the movie and they had two realizations. This is missing something. We need more tags, as it were. We need more funny lines. We don't have a whole lot of ethnic diversity in this movie. Because all of Hannibal Burris's shots are solo shots. They're single shots. A lot of people feel as though he was tagged in later to punch Whoa. up the movie. Oh. That's incredible. Yeah, and I want to rewatch it to see how much that checks out. Yeah, what a theory. Yeah. Man, we're we're I'm getting some goods tonight. Some like just juicies. stuff that really interests me. No kidding. Whoa. Yeah. So yeah, that would be really cool. I would watch that again to find out. I want to watch it again to find out too. Pretty yeah. funny movie. Yeah, I thought it was super funny. And weirdly heavy at times, like the whole like secret plot with Ed Helms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a twist. Well, and it's based on a true story, but the people are not based on real people. No. So like nobody almost died. It seems like in the like the actual article that came out about it, it seems like there are 11 guys there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like... And the the credit sequence at the end... That's cool. When they're actually filming all tagging of that, each other. like tagging each other in different yeah. like outfits and stuff. Oh my God, that was awesome. Also, there's something... Well, the about- old lady outfit was actually like the one that they used in the movie. Yeah, I know. Was actually almost exactly the same as the Definitely one they used on in purpose. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Renner broke both of his arms during the making I of that I heard movie. that and on a podcast. And his arms had to be CGI'd with- at times. Seriously. Yeah. I heard that on a podcast with... Um, uh, what's what's Nick Miller's name in real life again? Jake, Jake Johnson. Jake Johnson. Yeah. And Jake Johnson said that uh, he was like, I could not. I thought the movie was done in the first day because Jeremy Renner. That happened the first day. Yeah, it was like within the first week. You think that they he like, just recast? He like broke his wrist because that's gonna get be a huge. Pain. So, but but he was like, I have so much respect for Jeremy Renner because he like tanked through it. I liked. Jeremy Renner in that movie like he kind of played a new more interesting guy like he was kind of the most like he kind of played the John Hamm role yeah you're right you would think that would be John Hamm's part right John Hamm played a way goofier role than he thought he would play but it was cool yeah it was good it was a fun movie yeah yeah we should talk about shows I guess let's do it uh it's my turn to pick oh is it almighty I think so yeah what did we do last week we talked about uh what shows we no because you picked last week. what did we do last week uh, last week we did Jack Ryan. Oh yeah. And we did kidding. Yeah, you're right. And you did, you got to choose kidding. Did I? Okay. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. fine. Uh, I remember I thought Jack Ryan would be very difficult. I wasn't to trying to, uh, I wasn't trying to, I don't think there was any squeeze you out any here. maliciousness. All right. You ready to recap, uh, one of these ridiculous pilots? Uh, yeah. Animated pilots. Which one are you doing? I'm going to do Adventure Time. Adventure Time, which uh, had its series finale last week. Yeah. Some people were kind of wistful about it's it. It's an 11-minute show. I feel I can actually do this one It was justice. seven minutes. It was seven? It was 6.52. I got 11 minutes. I wonder if we'd watch the same episode. Was yours Candy Zombies? Nope. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Mine was like, it was like the, the princess and the ice king in the mountain. No. All right. No, I just went season one, episode one, and that was what it's I okay. saw. okay. There's not a whole lot to see. Okay. We're going to talk about what the show is. Sure. Recap what you watched of Adventure Time in three, two, one, go. Okay, so uh, Princess Bloom and uh, her friend are making an anecdote to, to uh, turn dead candies into real-life candies again. <laughs> but they turn into zombies, and they need to hide the candy people because if the candy people get scared, they explode. Um, and uh, basically, they figure out a math equation to uh, reverse the antidote and turns everyone alive again. Okay. Nothing was funny about about the explanation of what happened. But it was funny? It was. I laughed pretty hard through... A now, few parts. Of it's it. it's very possible that I watched like episode zero. Yeah, I watched like a a, a seven minute uh, episode, and the main character's name wasn't Finn. Is that Finn? His... It was Finn. Finn? Yes, you're right. Uh, it, his name was Penn, which is uh, short for Pendleton Ward, who's the creator of the show. Uh, okay. So in the first episode, he had a different name. Okay, and he was voiced by this actor who after the first episode they made was no longer available so they hired his younger brother oh. who then played him for the rest of the series which was like 10 seasons or something finn 
uh, yeah, and interestingly, they made the character Finn age, which never happens in cartoon shows, so they could keep using that same actor. I was going to say, it was definitely a kid. It was a kid, but he's not a kid anymore. Right. And I went ahead and I watched the closing sequence of Adventure Time that just aired last week. It's this like musical number. Yeah. And it's very weird because it's this character we just watched as like a kid character. He's so much Now older. has like a man's voice. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, I want to watch that. How long has the show been on for? It's been on since like 2010. Okay. So they must do like a couple seasons yeah. a year or something. Although that was eight years ago. They had 10 seasons total. Yeah. But they're just short little episodes. It's like a short story. Yeah. Is this a kid's show? I was wondering that too. And I was trying to think. I think that, yeah, it is. I, I definitely appreciated it as an adult show. Like I kind of want to watch more. Oh, I think for sure the, the bigger audience is. Is like the stoner adult Is crowd. the stoners. That's the thing. Is it made for stoners or is it made for kids and it just appeals to stoners, which is how you could describe a lot of kids shows. Or is it like a parody of kids shows? I think it's a kids. It's a kids show that's very aware that the bright colors and weird jokes appeal to stone it just seems to go the extra mile yeah like just the this happened in the in the episode i watched i don't know but with you but probably to some degree they have like weird catchphrases like on three separate occasions they referred to math as like like a synonym for cool yeah so they're like oh that's so math or like oh rhombus right <laughs> you know you know what they said in this episode? What? And I laughed out loud. He went, algebraic. Algebraic was the yeah. other one. Okay, so yeah. these are reoccurring phrases. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but Finn is actually really bad at math. Like they needed to solve oh, okay. a math question to uh, because they he made a royal promise and he broke the royal promise. Right. And when you break a royal promise, the royal promise gods which are like big candy machines. Yeah. Just like come out and like pick you up. See, and they say, all right, now you need to face trial by fire. <laughs> and and one of them breathes fire. Mm-hmm. And she's, the princess said, no, wait, this is my friend Finn. And they said, okay, we will give you a less hot trial. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, your question is math. And, the math question was extremely complicated. And right. then they said, oh, no, wait, that's the wrong one. I will give you this even harder one. And it was just two plus two. See, this is what I mean by it being a parody of children's shows is yeah. where they like really like spoon feed these educational lessons, like like academic educational lessons right. within the story of the show. But in this case, it's just played for laughs. Yes, 100%. There's a funny moment, which I guess you haven't seen. It, where somebody asks, what's the name of the dog? I, Jake? Is it Jake? No, I think it's like a funnier name than that. But it might be Jake. I don't know. But yeah, somebody asks them, how old are you? And and Finn says, I'm 12 years old. And the dog goes, and I'm 28. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me laugh out loud. <laughs> there were, yeah, there were multiple things where I laughed out loud because it just seemed like that didn't need to be said or it didn't need to be said that way. Like there was one point where they were bringing all the zombies back to life. Yeah. And the zombies, like as they, as they were coming to life, it was like on Martha cousin Fred. And it was like <laughs> formerly deceased relative. Like what? Like <laughs> just came, popped up and said formerly deceased relative. It just felt like, 
it was so crude and i mean like like rough crude like it felt like it was made in some very creative stoner's basement like it doesn't seem like it was made with any kind of production team like the animation is just so cheap and the voicing is so cheap oh no it's see it's a lot better in what it gets better over time because i watched the closing sequence too right but i mean like you could describe south park the same way it started like really low oh yeah pretty rough that was part of its look and then they tried to recapture or like maintain that aesthetic but also spend money on the look yeah uh with south park and i think they've done that with with adventure time too but it's like it's based on it's inspired a little bit by dungeons and dragons you can kind of see that in the logo yeah uh but like dungeons and dragons were it played by the greatest of stoners with like childlike imagination sure it's very sweet actually yeah but it's fucked yeah (laughs) it's sweet when you realize how like when you watch a show like that and you realize that you kind of just want to be in that zone of like laughing at something creative that's not necessarily crude that's you know it's not like family guy or paradise pd no but but i kind of felt like i had to i had to find that ease when watching it because i i approached it from like this is a tv show i better i I, it better be as good as a tv show oh really you probably shouldn't approach it from that look you should almost like watch it like with the with the same ignorance as you first watched the end of sea world video from e-bombs world or whatever like remember that like remember you like you watch stuff in like 2002 or whatever on the internet yeah it would just mean nothing yeah and because it was so stupid, it was awesome. Right. This is kind of like that. It's totally that. Yeah. It is 100% that. That's a good way of putting it, actually. I was trying to to relate it to something in my life. And that's, yeah, the height of E-Bomb's world and, like, um, what was it? Uh, Homestar Runner? Homestar Runner, of course. It's totally like Homestar Runner. It's There's... just pointless, but it's, it's clearly somebody creative knew what they were doing. Yes. But, like... This part of the charm of this show is that it doesn't belong on TV. No, and it creates jokes out of things that aren't really jokes. Right. And that's what makes it funny. I give it my S. I mean, obviously, it's got like a, a something special to it that maybe I don't really get. Yeah. But it, it knows what it is. It's, it's, it, it's almost like a less cynical Rick and Morty. That's a great way to put it, there, too. There's no darkness about it. No. It's just it stays bright. You expect it to almost be like a little bit more trippy and like a weird way you're right though it's very safe it's sweet yeah 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 good literally takes place in a candy land you give it your ass i give my ass i think it's harder to make a show like that entertaining than a show like rick and morty it probably is yeah 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 because it can fall back on crassness on another show totally like a show that you're gonna have to recap or i'm gonna have to recap right like where in any show where someone can say like holy effing s right like that can like kind of pack a punch if it's out of nowhere immediately loses yeah. something although that can be done really well yeah i want to talk about that too we may as well do the other show sure put me on the clock i'll go and go i'm gonna recap the first episode of netflix's new animated show paradise pd start the clock start Just the clock second. all right oh i don't know why i'm not doing stopwatch okay we're gonna go in three two one Paradise BD, go. Kevin always idolized uh, idolized his dad, who is like the police chief, and he found his dad's gun in the bedroom one day and shot his dad's ball sack off, and then he was never going to be allowed to be a police officer. And his dad gets divorced because he's an asshole, and then somehow Kevin ends up on the police force anyway, and they're chasing after this drug kingpin who makes uh, uh, argyle meth. And ultimately, Kevin is... Uh, who uh, tracks down uh, the the meth dealer, and it's a happy ending. Mm. I left out a lot of stuff. 
like fine. like the mom is the mayor Mom's now the mayor and that's she has why a, you got a new boyfriend yeah. and you caught that really quickly like you were just doing a a recap and you managed to remember immediately that's what you left out Good yeah well, well i just watched it like an hour ago oh okay I really hated it. It was not good. It made me angry that it existed. Yeah. Didn't you kind of find, and now, and it's funny because I talked to someone at work today that was like, have you seen uh, Paradise PD at all? Really? And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw the first episode. Yeah. He was like, it's pretty funny. And I know for a fact that this guy, it was Bobby Mack. He has good taste. He, and he doesn't like Family Guy. He thinks Family Guy is too crass. Oh, that's and I thought. Weird. There's no Dude, way. It's Bobby Mack. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true too. Yeah, but it's weird. Like he, he was like a Simpsons he thinks fan. It's cheap. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's a Simpsons fan, but yeah. he didn't like where Family Guy went. I could not believe that he thought this was really funny. This is not only uh, crass for no purpose. It's just a big Family Guy ripoff. It is it ever you, to the to the extent that you have a literal talking a dog, a degenerate talking who is dog. Into, yeah. Into drugs and stuff. And they don't really acknowledge that he's a dog that often. No. Plus there's a musical number. Yes. Which felt very Seth MacFarlane, except yeah. it was bad. Right. It, the show is racist. It's classist. It's super classist. It basically makes fun of everybody who's like blue collar and yeah. calls them all hillbillies. And, uh, I, I also hate the animation in it. There's I don't something... know if I agree with the classist stuff right? as much. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on that. Besides, like, you know, the hillbillies making meth. Yeah. Beyond that, I didn't think that there was a whole lot of... I, I think they're all just, like, idiots. Yeah, they they are definitely all idiots. But, I mean, I guess you could charge Peter Griffin and Homer Simpson with the same... Yeah. With the same... 100%. So, and maybe that's what, what kind of informed my opinion on that. But. Was the fact that in, like, the opening scene... There's an accidental uh, gunshot fired by the child of the household. Was that like really tone deaf or was that actually decent social commentary? I think it might have been decent social commentary. And like even the, the first scene where the uh, the the uh, cop is, he's like, I wanted to be just like my dad. Right. And, and the dad like has the guy up against the wall and starts threatening him. And the son's doing the like same thing to his doll. But he's saying like really aggressive like swear words and stuff right i kind of thought that that was okay like that's kind of setting the tone for what this show might be but as soon as it got in like literally 10 seconds later got into the whole him walking into the room and shooting his dad's ball sack off i just thought there was so many more ways that that could have been done it was just so extreme it was was like i didn't find it funny and like a show that does crassness really well Mm mm-hmm is big mouth like that, that yeah that exactly felt, that felt like that at the time was probably like the most crass thing i've ever seen mm-hmm. and it shows like dicks in this cartoon show that looks right. like a kid's show uh but like that felt so full of heart for one the right show's full of heart and it felt very genuine like this is how kids talk and mm-hmm. this was just like trying to be the most outrageous thing it could be that was the thing like at the end of the episode even with the simpsons like you know that people care about each other on the show and there's yep. a sweetness like the, you know homer simpson has some really really nice moments like there's a whole episode where he's trying to to do something for maggie or maggie and you might have seen this it's been posted a lot lately where homer like there's a sign that says like uh you are not ever going to leave or something and homer like covers covers up letters yep. and it says do it for her yeah, yeah. and it's all pictures of of maggie right like all over the 
Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, like there's some really sweet stuff. And and I think it speaks to, we've talked about this before, you know, the whole David Foster Wallace, like stop being so, um, what's the word he uses? Stop being so, uh, like, like basically just have some heart. Yeah. Like have don't, don't feelings. Don't do stuff that doesn't make you feel something. Yeah. Yeah, lie. exactly. Yeah. I think, I think of that. I almost want to say like that. sarcasm is the thing that he's like. Yeah. He does hate sarcasm. Doesn't he hates he? sarcasm. Yeah, I, think I think that's what it is. Yeah. Sarcasm is pointless. It's, yeah. It's what he says. This is, there's no value to sarcasm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just, I don't know what else to say about the show. Like the whole thing with like the really fat cop who, who they use as a shield because mm-hmm. he just absorbs bullets and right. then they make him sneeze to fire the bullets back. Right. It's kind of a funny mechanic. I, I kind of like lost a little respect for Sarah Chalk. It was weird that she agreed to do this, didn't yeah. she? And even Kyle Kyle Kinane arguably does have the best part. He's the dog. Uh, right? As the dog. Yeah. Yeah. And the the part that I actually kind of laughed at was when, you know, the the ghosts went to attack um the Tommy Tutos. Right. But he they realize it's actually a hallucination. He was just high on nitrous. And they're like what are you doing? And yeah. he just goes nitrous. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. But I thought it wasn't beyond that, though, like, like funny little creative things, but it, it, I still hated it for existing. I was yeah. like, this is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. This shouldn't be here. Well, when I talked to Bobby about it, he said, you know, the first episode is a lot of just kind of like establishing the characters and stuff, which can be argued for a lot of things that do it a lot better. Right. So, you know, maybe down the road it gets better or funnier or more interesting, but I don't give it my ass. I just hated the animation. I thought it would like, it had this like dated look to it. Like yeah. it was on the Cartoon Network like a long time ago. Yeah. I'm not even sure what to compare it to, mm-hmm. but it well, had, I, th- I thought it had a family guy like vibe for sure. Like the I, animation yeah. was closest to family guy than anything else. It wasn't as weird as family guy. No. And it even started out, it showed the house and kind of had like a, like, but not that sound. But like in family guy, there's this sense that anything could happen. Yeah. Like truly anything in your imagination could happen. Right. And this doesn't have that. And plus cutaways really serve family guy. Yes, and it doesn't that's have true. those and, either. Well, the, and it shouldn't. You yeah. know, an animated show at this point, if it's not American Dad or Family Guy, should not have cutaways. No, because that. But I don't think the show was above ripping off Family Guy pretty blatantly. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, I do not. I do not give Paradise PD my S. No, definitely. No, not. thank you. No, thank you. Good but we Lord. give Adventure Time our ass. Yeah. Now that it's over. Yeah. Now that it's done. <laughs> I wonder how long it would take to watch. How many minutes do you think it is? all told i don't know how many episodes are in the season but like the average episode length is like 11 minutes so you could tank a bunch of them in one sitting right and then there was kind of a spin-off show wasn't there maybe Um, and it had like two birds oh i don't know as the main a very similar style show i'm gonna look it up after this of adventure time yeah okay that like game boy character looks like a game boy i feel like I've, i've seen a backpack that looks like him oh really i feel like i have yeah Game Boy character. Yeah, he looks like a Game Boy color and he's like teal. Oh, he has okay. a face. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's not Finn? No, Finn is like a, a little boy with ra- with little rabbit like ears. Rabbit ears, yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. No, I'm not sure. All right. Um any Will Smith news that you have to relay? No, I haven't been able to like. I haven't. I haven't seen any like Will Smith news popping up lately. Like I know he's he's mad about Bad Boys Three not happening. Oh, it's not happening. It's not happening now. 
and I know uh, he's skydiving or something recently, and I know he lived under a bridge for like a month, which I find kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I think you mentioned that he was robbing banks recently. He was robbing banks. Um, yeah. You know why you haven't heard from him recently? Why? Because he's 40,000 leagues under the sea. Oh. He's in a bunker. Is that what it is? He's getting super method. He's trying to get his EGOT. Oh, probably. Yeah. He's got a, uh, he's got a Grammy. He has a Grammy. He probably probably has an, an Emmy, Emmy, right? Yeah, I would say he has an Emmy. Yeah. He does he's, not he's have a guy Oscar. who could get a Tony probably if he wanted to. Yeah, okay. The Fresh Prince spinoff. The Fresh Prince stage show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Philip Banks. Right. Um, which is a really funny name when you think about it. Yeah, Philip Banks. Yeah. Philip Banks. Yeah, it kind of is. Um. But anyways, yeah, he's getting super method. Mm-hmm. Um. Hasn't showered. Oh, okay. But he's underwater. 40 days. Yeah, but he's not just like... <laughs> That's submerged. You, you understand he <laughs> has human lungs. He doesn't have gills. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's true. Um, yeah. Although, he might try to say that. Yep. In any case, trying to get super method for this uh, uh, movie where he doesn't speak oh. for the entire movie. Okay. Yeah. He had to go underwater to prove that he couldn't speak? No, well, that's that was the safest way to get to a bunker where I people guess. couldn't reach him. No, that's true. Yeah, that is that's very strange. Yeah, you know who he's gonna play? No, who? Helen Keller. Uh, okay, that's that's an he got in the bag. That he got this. He got this, and because he, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna turn it into everything. Yeah, that's that sounds despicable. I'd say don't trust Will Smith. Don't trust Will Smith, but I mean, if you're if you're buying stocks. And Will Smith, <laughs> they could skyrocket. Trust your instincts. They could skyrocket. I'm just saying, <laughs> go with your gut, but never trust.